Hell May Be Me is self-help for people who hate self-help, hosted by me, Sarah May. What I talk about on this show is my personal opinion, and it's not a substitute for professional help. I'm not a licensed therapist, and this is based on the tools I use in my own life. Take what helps and leave the rest. If you're really suffering, call 911 or your local emergency services. Hi friends, it's Sarah May, and this is an episode about when you are in, when you know you're in a bad relationship, but you're very codependent and so you're kind of stuck in it. So this is for starting to, I guess, get back some autonomy. It's not, I'm not telling you to break up, don't worry. I'm not telling you get the fuck out of it right now. I'm just, this is a way for you to start to work on yourself if you are in that stage where you're like, I know I'm not happy, I don't know what to do about it. I can't seem to get out of these loops of total codependency and being completely reliant on this other person for my happiness. So if that sounds like you, this is an episode for you. So when you are in a codependent and stuck relationship, it that really really doesn't make you feel better about yourself. Maybe it's because you don't have anything else in your life that you would rather be doing. And that's partly because you get kind of um, into a groove with this other person. There's something about them that completes your sense of self and therefore you can't escape the loop of just being in that little drug den that is a relationship. And maybe it feels really unhealthy. Like you don't feel rewarded or happy or like you're being better at life, but you can't seem to leave. And so you find yourself getting pulled back in again and again and again and just being with that person even if it's not that fun. So if you are, maybe you're even currently in a relationship with a person that you don't even trust. And if you've had issues with them in the past, maybe that's the type of thing that like really makes you feel shitty deep down about yourself, but you can't seem to use that as any leverage to get out of it. And therefore your brain is in this constant like checking anxiety stage where you're like, you're constantly trying to find grounding in this thing. Like, what do I do? How do I solve this? I don't trust them. They're not showing me that they're changing I have no power so you're constantly trying to figure out this equation like how do I fix this how do I fix this how do I trust this person because you really can't and maybe they blame you for all of the issues in the relationship like they make you feel insecure like you're crazy or maybe they have just a pervasive negative effect on your life like they've distanced you from your friends and you've done that too it's not just them but you have little positive input in your life outside of the time you spend together despite knowing that you can't seem to do anything about it so you know this is a problem and you know that you're kind of addicted to them and you know that you give up plans to be with them or you miss out on hangouts with your friends you don't go to the parties that your friends invite you to you get distracted from school or work or any project that you have or any art or culture you you ditch all of that to be with this person you drop everything for them you find yourself in constant communication with them throughout the day and all of it is not that rewarding but you feel so bound to them that you cannot pass up one single interaction one single just morsel of love and attention and you don't refuse any of it just because you'll take anything you can get so this is to listen to at that point in your life if you are trying to make any kind of shift just a shift in the direction of 
more autonomy, more self-respect, more balance, and more just a sense of I'm, I'm going to be okay and I know what to do in my life. I know how to feel safe again in my life. That, if that's what sounds really nice to you, that if that's a goal for you, maybe you just are feeling hopeless and overwhelmed, um, then that's, this, is, this is where I would invite you to start. Because I know it's, it's not helpful when you're in that state, just that feeling of, fuck, what am I fucking going to do? It's like a fearful, it's like a, a deep worry that exists all the time in the back of your mind. And just know that we can only take a step in our life when we are ready to. So just don't jump to the end yet. You don't know what that will be like and you can't imagine getting there, whatever that step is, because you are literally not there yet. You're not there yet. You're, it's not baked yet. You're not ready. So just start where you are, which is, I want some change. This is not working. This is not making my life better. You're conflicted. And just be aware that you want change to take place. So whatever happens, it will happen on its own time when you are ready and choosing it to happen. So don't shy away from this process of inquiry and self building and strength building that's all this is an opportunity for you to get stronger in yourself it's it's a very simple goal it's totally doable so with that there are three parts the what the why and the how the tools part one the what kind of already did this i'm going to go over it again apologies if this is annoying a relationship that is all consuming many would call this codependency and codependency is i mean There's a bunch of conflicting opinions on what the definition is and whether or not it's a diagnosis. Who gives a fuck? I mean, diagnoses, whatever. We're not talking about that stuff in this episode. I'm just going to give you a couple different definitions uh, that they have for codependency in literature. So it's an extreme focus on relationships caused by a stressful family background. That is according to Fisher, Spann, and Crawford. Um, Another definition, one one partner overfunctions where the other underfunctions. Hence, you might call yourself a caregiver. Your partner by, might be the what I would call the bird with the broken wing. Uh, another definition calls it two people meeting each other's needs in dysfunctional ways. Another definition: excessive preoccupation with the lives of others. And uh, lastly, there is the definition of addictive love where the more caregiver partner enables unhealthy behaviors of the other to continue. So you might be a blend of both the caregiver and the unhealthier bird character I mentioned, but regardless, you will take most of your identity um, and support from this relationship. Like you have an excessive focus on the feelings of others outside of you, and that makes you completely incapable of being autonomous. And often it's I mean often I would say it's always something that is passed down and it's like a family habit that is repeated in your relationship so with that here is part two the why well usually it's the relief I this is again my personal opinion When you get into a relationship like this, it's an intense form of relief from a focus on yourself. 
you're immediately taken out of your body and your feelings and you are greatly soothed by this preoccupation with somebody else and somebody else's problems. And you're also gratified by fixing their very fixable shit. So it's like having a child in some ways. Like you feel rewarded by being able to care for them or feed them or change their diapers. Only in this case, it's making them dinner or getting them to the gym or cleaning their apartment or cheering them up when they feel worthless. Or maybe it's just feeling uh, like you're with somebody in that state of you know, fear or loneliness in the world, just being having company there for the first time and relief from the feelings of insecurity. It's just like all of a sudden we got another self to join us and we don't feel so afraid anymore. We don't feel so alone in the world anymore. The other person's echoing back all of the things we feel and all of the incompleteness goes away. So what I'm going to focus on in this episode, if you can't tell already, is not about the clinical research around codependency and codependency treatments. Um, I know I started with all that clinical stuff, but this is more about my personal lived experience of being in that stage of a relationship. And the why, in my opinion, is way more similar to uh, like being on a drug. It's it's like medicine in that it's uh, a world of chemicals that you take on that immediately relieve all of this pain you have when you're alone. So it's kind of like, you know, being on a drug or having a project that also removes the focus you have on what's wrong in your life and what you hate about yourself and what you feel is lacking. And oh yeah, that really unhealthy habit you have that might kill you or all the other stuff that's scary about life. When you feel when you're alone and you're really overwhelmed by and you're, you're having trouble getting grounding in, it's like you finally have something to stand on and it's a salve and it's a relief. And it also matches up with a setting we've had in our life that just feels natural. So it feels familiar, it feels comfortable. It feels like I know what to do here. And that's because it kind of mirrors our first relationship with the opposite sex or somebody, it could be the same sex, any parent, any caregiver, It doesn't matter really. It doesn't have to be the opposite gender. It just feels like a relationship that you understand. And that might might make you feel powerful or stronger or more stable and effective. Like you you have something that's working. You have a life. You have stories to tell. You have someone. You are capable because you see yourself being capable with this person or more capable than without them, which is something more than nothing, which is a lot of us are kind of a, just attracted to that, having something or anything to call our own, to call stable, to be able to say, this person loves me and misses me, or I'm texting somebody right now that somebody is responding to me. It feels especially good if you've had a lot of serious problems in your life. So it, it creates the slightest bit more stability. And that can be the real reason that you have re- this relationship in the first place it makes you function slightly better in the face of other vices however what we are realizing now in this situation is we're not that happy we are losing ourselves we are creating bad habits that are not allowing us to thrive and with that we have become so reliant on this other person that anything that goes wrong in the relationship is almost deadly like their happiness or their mood or their tiny comments 
control our happiness. And if they're not happy, we're not happy. And not only that, we can't even fucking do anything. We can't even think. It's like life is controlled by this tide that is this other person's feelings. And that is because we get into these kind of unspoken codes in relationships like these. Like we're not supposed to break that contract by going out if they're staying in or we're not meant to have conversations with friends if they are not having conversations with friends, etc. We're not supposed to do anything that threatens the source of the bond or the the addiction itself. So if if you are in if you're in a relationship like this and you're kind of already working against yourself and you don't want to be in this position and you know it's kind of dangerous to your mental health but you also find yourself being driven into action without being able to will yourself out of it from here I just want you to notice that when there is an issue it's we practice seeing it and then we practice believing it it's like we, we we witness it and we witness it and we witness it and I just want you to be aware we're starting to we build up this belief that this is something we must accept and we cannot change because when we watch ourselves kind of doing something that's like I'm this is bad and this is not healthy and this is bad and this is not healthy and I'm not changing and I'm not changing and I'm not changing it's it seems like huh weird I'm I'm not doing anything about it I guess this is just the state of life I guess I can't do anything about it and that is just that's what we would call learning helplessness right there it is a false belief and it it means also that there is something working about this situation as fucked up as it is as much as it's making you unhappy in your life not good there's something that is positive that is created in your life by this situation so it's much more of a voluntary choice we just don't consciously understand that because we're like this is betraying all of my values this is not something I would idealize or promote to anybody like this is not what a good relationship looks like and this does not align with anything I believe so this it's kind of confusing like why would I be in this hmm bizarre partly because there is I mean a very good reason to be in it and we just aren't aware of all of those reasons but just know that believing we cannot change is completely untrue it's absolutely changeable it's absolutely something you can alter just not from this moment right now because what we do is we have to have like a process of realization a process of growth and of you have to fill your own cup and that takes some time. It's a process of coming back into your your own body, your own sense of autonomy, of wanting your own autonomy and, and starting to own your power so that you can eventually act from what is what you want on all conscious levels versus right now what you're acting on is what you fear and what you want to avoid. And that is what we do when we feel like we don't we're not strong enough and so that's that's just to give some context to all the stuff that's happening deep down all these relationships arrive or we get addicted to them or stuck to them for some purpose in our lives and usually they're like little heating blankets and they're not all bad not everything about them is bad they give us some sense of rest 
And it's almost like a little incubator where we get to put ourselves on hold. And while we are, we, while we are in that state of incubation of not feeling all the pain of loneliness, we can start, this is now we, when we start to build ourselves up. I would call it like squirreling away supplies just for when that door is left open and you can run for your life. It's the, <laughs> kind of a similar thing. I'm sorry if that example triggers anybody. I just realized that as I was saying it. It's not that funny. It's pretty fucking dark. Um, okay, so this is where we're starting that process. Everything happens in its right time. This is a mental process as much as a chemical one. And in that, we have to really be able to see and believe what it is we want. And we've been so helpless to take action, we may not invest in that so much. We may not invest in what we think any longer because we're just like, well, I don't know, there's nothing changing. But there's a large part of you that you know will be so much happier and more confident and more free and more functional and more yourself once change is brought about. So just if that brings up fearful feelings, don't think about this as you're leaving your relationship. Just think about this as a process of changing yourself. That is what this process will be like. Let's start building up those muscles. With that, here's part three, the how, the tools. Hi peeps, I wanted to tell you about something amazing in my life. It's a birch mattress. I've had my birch for about two weeks and I'm pretty obsessed with it. I've been sleeping better and longer, which makes me happier, obviously. Birch makes organic, non-toxic mattresses and they are made here in America. They're shipped straight to your door with no contact delivery. The shipping is free, there are free returns, and you get a 100-night sleep trial. They only have three materials and they're all straight from nature. Organic latex, New Zealand wool, and American steel springs. Birch mattresses also have amazing cooling properties. All natural wool is ultra breathable, which allows your body to get a comfortable sleeping temperature quicker and maintain it through the night. So if you are looking for a new mattress, check out birchliving.com slash helpmebeme and check it out. Birch is giving $200 off all mattresses and two free EcoRest pillows at birchliving.com slash helpmebeme. That's $200 off all mattress orders and two free EcoRest pillows. Like I said, at this stage, we are just getting stronger and more defined as individuals. I'm not telling you to break up with your partner and be sad and alone. I'm just telling you, allow yourself to validate any feelings of desire for change that you might have. Whatever you fear... And whatever those feelings of fear of loss are telling you like, oh no, I can't lose them. I'll be so sad. That is a false fear because you're not going to feel that way if and when you choose to leave this relationship. When you choose that, it will be how you feel. You You will completely be behind it. So when we start to overlay these feelings of today over visualizations of the future, just know that that is false. That will never exist in that way. The future is not what we think it will be it's just an exercise in making ourselves feel panicked and and retreat into numbness and an unthinking state so just don't go there don't think about the future don't think that far ahead and know that if you do it's not true like it's going to be some super melodramatic oh no I can't live like that that's not accurate you have no idea what the future looks like but I will guarantee that whatever you imagine from today is wrong so with that 
here are some strength building tools. All right, the first one is called me, myself and I reps. So this is just a tiny way to think about enhancing your identity as an individual and building up more of who you are. And this is just, we're adding the material that will make up that self. So the goal here is to try to find <laughs> emphasis on the word try, try to find moments of joy of replacing this current addiction that is your relationship as much as possible. So you're really just scrubbing. You're, you're trying like desperately just to examine and embellish and really focus on the moments that you feel slightly joyful and stretch them out deliberately. And in that, we're just building up new muscles. Like we're, we're getting those like very bottom six pack muscles, just the tiniest bit more defined. And know that when you are not hanging out with your partner, when you're doing things outside of your relationship, when you're just you're just trying to focus on any kind of tiny, tiny feeling of losing yourself or, or feeling that state of joy, I, I know that it'll feel like you're not invested. It'll feel like you're just you're taking medicine in many ways. But this is just how we start to realize realize our own power. And, and the goal is just to feel that sense of I have more in my life than just my relationship. I have people I am accountable to. I have responsibilities. I have hobbies. I have things that I am passionate about. I have skills that I practice. I have shit happening in my life. I have, I have stuff going on. We're trying to curate that perspective deliberately by practicing things. But in the moments we are doing those things, we will feel distracted. We will be wanting to cut it short. We will be checking our watch. We will be, it, know that it's an exercise. So you're trying to create these touch points outside of your relationship that are grounded in you and your identity. And these are things that are ownable to just you. So for example, if you're in the program, that means you're going to a meeting and accountability is helpful for the things you don't want to do like this. Or maybe you do like them, but like you just can't get yourself to do that. So telling somebody you're going to meet them there or um, while you are there, just writing yourself notes as to how you feel being there. So the, the most vital piece of this, whatever habit or practice you choose is really realizing in that moment of satisfaction that you meant it and that it was valuable to you and that you experienced some feeling that was uplifting or joyful um it can also combine things into one power hangout just you know i'm gonna meet my friend at the gym and i'm also gonna go to my favorite whatever smoothie place and get the thing i love whatever it is or you could even just make it like combining something you know you have to do with something that will strengthen your identity as an individual as an individual like for example asking your friend to meet you at the organic market so that you're seeing somebody that is outside your relationship um but again really focusing on any moment i feel uplifted and happy and not completely just mentally wanting to be back with my partner or obsessed the whole time with that that i'm creating distance from that connection Okay, the next tool is a conceptualization. Um, I, and I, it's a journal exercise. So this is just, I want you to write a journal entry of intent. So the first step here is really acknowledging the truth of where you're at and just at least confirming to yourself that you have a goal for 
a new direction in your life. So it's like you're going to begin to start squirreling away those supplies. And this is not about writing down that you want to leave the relationship. It's just about stating clearly, I don't like these things about where I'm at now. And I want to feel this way. So for example, I don't like being completely beholden to the feelings of another person. I want to be clear-headed. I want to be healthy. I want to be able to have selfhood. I want to not be affected by their mood. I want to not care about what they're thinking or feeling. I want to be separate and healthy and me and myself. And I want to be able to stand on my two feet, etc. And a caveat, you might be driven to write something about them. Like you're, you might, it might trigger a fear in you to write that you don't want to leave your relationship or whatever it is like, but you love them and I love them and they're great. That entry, this entry is only about you. So you are not to write about your partner or your relationship. That is not what this entry is for. Alternately, if you do not like journaling, just say it aloud to yourself or email it to yourself. All right, that is the second tool. The next tool I'm calling throw without looking. I brought this up in past episodes, but this is very much how we alter habits that are very ingrained and or things that we feel like we have no control over, as in when we are addicted to something. So a lot of the actions you will take, you are going to be taking without your brain looking. Like you're throwing yourself into a physical action without allowing your brain to catch up. And it's almost like we have to just act without thinking, like we're, we're going to steer ourselves in the direction of the meeting in the car physically, even though our brain is saying, like, I'm going to go back home, I'm going to go back home. And I think also what we can do is when we are sober from the fear, like for example, right now, you might feel a little bit more confident, a little bit more hopeful in, when we are in this state of mind, we have, when we have this much awareness f- from the fear This is when we start to strategize and come up with as many different traps or ways that we can trick ourselves into doing something that supports our individuality as possible. So for example, right now would be you're texting a friend, hey, can you meet me to go on a walk right now? Like we want to leave as many variables, remove as many variables as possible. So we're really about setting up all the conditions that allow ourselves to fulfill the best possible outcome as possible. Like we're removing all the opportunity for the addiction to take over. Um, so maybe that's like I'm. you're going to organize a group event and it's going to be at your house or something like that. You know, it's, we're like setting up traps for ourselves, for our own best outcome. So what we're looking for in these circumstances is we're trying to just allow for the tiniest window of opportunity for a new pattern as possible and anytime we can create the tiniest bit of a shift in our own behavior and follow a slightly healthier habit or slightly healthier like any tiny window of change any increment at all is a victory so the more moments you have the more moments you will have in the future we are already practicing change we're already practicing moving in the right direction so even just the act of reaching out to a friend or engaging, like you might have immediate regret in that moment. Like, I know I don't want to leave my house though for to be with somebody. I'm going to be distracted the whole time. Even if you are able to just get yourself out for five minutes, that's still a victory. We're just looking for the tiniest bit of openness 
and breaking from the existing pattern. All right, the next tool, I've already kind of gone over this, but I wanted to give you this frame to put around your current situation. On that frame is little gilded cursive learned helplessness at the bottom of it. And just know that this situation you're in is learned and therefore it is changeable. When something is not learned, it's treatable, it's just harder. But I want you to realize that this is in part something you believe to be unchangeable simply because you have witnessed witnessed yourself being conflicted about it, not happy about it, and still unable to alter it. But that belief is an illusion. It is just as changeable as when you do sit-ups and you get abs. The more you practice them, you, the more abs you get. Or pull-ups. That might be an easier one. I feel like you build, you can see your arm muscles faster. But when you start doing pull-ups, they get easier. You can see the rate of your change when it's something like that, but you can't see it when it's your brain so much. You can't see it when it's your habits. But like if you look at your hair growing, you can see your hair growing. There's, there's change happening in you all the time. The same goes for your mind and your habits. When you practice new things, you change, you evolve, you alter your muscle memory. So do not believe this will be the same forever just because you've witnessed it being the same for a very long time. Okay, the next tool is called cover your buttons. So when we start to work on ourselves or we get healthier ways of thinking or we start to get more autonomous, sometimes, most of the time, our partner will feel us doing that and they will try to reset all of the old unhealthy ways of being at the slightest glimpse of you starting to get healthier or more individuated. So just think about this as you have a button on your body that is the, uh, let's say, looking for, or let's call it the neediness button. And just watch for them trying to push that neediness button as you start to shift. And just observe it. Just observe them starting to try and push your neediness button. And in that moment, they're trying to reset some, some need in you. Try zagging instead, meaning step the opposite way of your previous response and just see how that shifts the energy see how that shifts your sense of power and feelings of confidence and just like what that allows you to witness about your relationship in that moment so what we're looking for here is space and just freedom from the loop we're just trying to alter the loop just the tiniest bit because when we get trapped in it, it tends to blind us to what we're capable of and what we actually really want, which is this, this goal that's set from a higher place, a higher place of intelligence and not that base level place of fear and clinginess. All right, the next tool, look good, feel good. I mean, this is a no duh, but <laughs> the other name for this tool is superficial investments. So one thing that is really helpful in kickstarting a process of change is to invest in things that make you feel powerful and shiny and like you've got your shit going on. So I want you to double down on something today and throughout the month that makes you feel sexy and awesome. Something like a new pair of earrings or a new pair of shoes, or maybe that's just extra time grooming, adding some exercise to your routine. Create To create change, we also have to have um, the right energy. We have to input kind of uplifting 
ness into our lives. Like we have to change the way we see ourselves and also change the way we feel in our bodies. And the best way to really will new things to happen is when you feel bright and light and inspired and hopeful. So after an awesome workout, that is the time I want you to think optimistically and envision what it is you want yourself to be. For example, repeating the things you want to embody as in this next tool to follow. The next tool is called My Five Things. So this is going to sound Oprah-y, but I want you to choose five words or qualities that you want to embody. So for example, let's say it's confidence, satisfaction, balance, safety, individuality, lightness. And this is just a another way of practicing a way of thinking it's practicing a thing to focus on I talk a lot about focus and I talk a lot about uh, just setting something your brain is going to scrub for in your environment the same would go for like blue elephants you start to scrub for blue elephants when you bring a word to mind this is a better version of that so those are my tools I really hope these are helpful and help hope you get this this new injection of hope and possibility and energy in your life and before I close I wanted to thank my latest sponsors Christine thank you so very much for your donation and thank you Savannah for you are a sponsor but thank you for becoming a Patreon sponsor and anyone who has the means donations very much help out this show if you don't have the means totally understand it if uh, you could share it with somebody that can need it or would help, that is also wonderful and helps me out as well. And uh, I also love reading your reviews. Thank you. I love them. They're amazing. So in closing, I recommend therapy for anyone who's struggling with this issue in particular because it does have a lot to do with old relationships repeating in present day life. And it can get you to change much faster when you unearth that stuff and why it's repeating and you really give that childhood self some much needed healing and context and you let them cry and feel their feelings and then you get to be an adult and see it from the adult's perspective instead of just living from the the old pain reactions and I know a lot of you are in therapy and you have been working on this stuff quite a bit um don't lose hope I think sometimes we get into that place of I've said all the stuff. I've, I've repeated all the stories a million times. There's certain stages in our life that we will reach and they will trigger a new, just earth shattering, holy shit moment to happen. And it's, it happens when we're allowing ourselves to evolve or we're, we're just simply growing up. So it doesn't mean that it won't change. It just means there might be something in your actual change in life that will catalyze it into coming to the forefront of your your mind Um, and I recommend changing up the practice a bit you know sometimes when we get into our physical bodies and try something totally weird it allows something new to come up so it's like we're kind of hunting around down there you know in our gut in our in our body to find the feelings and where they're trapped so in closing when it it seems like when you're in this place and you're stuck in a relationship like this, it feels like this is the best I'm going to get. And sometimes we believe that even if we're not happy. And I, I will, I can understand that so well. I mean, it's, 
it was too hard to think about leaving a terrible situation when I was really broken and addicted to drugs and I had an eating disorder because what was I going to do? Just be alone and have all of those issues? Be just more broken? So it's not about jumping to an outcome from where you are right now. It's just about growing stronger and getting healthier and readying yourself to act on what you consciously know is best for you. So it's just getting back some self-sufficiency and some self-reliance. And if you start to jump to that future what if, stop because it's not happening right now. And nothing crazy is going to happen in this moment other than you're just focusing on you. You're just building up your muscles. So I want to remind you that you can and will be happier. You just have to take positive actions in service of helping and improving yourself and getting healthier. I lived most of my adult life in really dysfunctional relationships and relationships I wasn't happy in, but I, I thought I have to hold on to this. I can't lose it. And it did kind of work for me in that moment because I was able to just focus on myself. I had this piece of me that felt like substantial enough so I could get my health and functioning back and then I could work on my baggage. And once I was functioning then the non-functioning relationship didn't match anymore. And that was when I was able to choose based on aligning with the rest of my life. I, I want something that is healthy and loving and supportive and supports my best self. My current husband is <laughs> my current, my husband, I should just call him my husband, is someone I would always, I always refer to as out of my league, which is kind of like an inside joke from me to me because I know that he's not but the old me would think so so you can't see what happiness is truly in store for you because you're resting right now you're incubating but you are in a process of change and in a process of healing and getting stronger I saw something on Instagram that was a perfect joke for a codependent it said something like I just need a partner who will come up to me and say they're not mad at me every 15 seconds is that too much to ask and that is kind of what this episode is about. It's practicing tolerating that feeling of anxiety and fear, which is just an echo of an irrational but palpable fear we felt growing up. And it feels in our bodies like the sky is falling and I'm going to be alone. And But what did I do wrong? I'm trying my hardest. They can't be mad at me. They can't be mad at me. And maybe even your partner reacts to confirm that feeling. This that feeling, that whole interaction is just like a kid's school play. And it's such a fucking waste of energy. It's so draining. It's so exhausting. It's so annoying. It's like doing drugs all day indoors when it's sunny outside and people are swimming and laughing and hiking and eating acai bowls. <laughs> Still don't know how to say that word. So to quote train spotting, choose life. Choose love. Choose yourself and growing yourself and your aspirations. Because real healthy love looks like someone who wants you to go and go hiking with their friend. And, and you mentally feel good doing that. Real healthy love is a person who will stay home with your kids and say, go chase your dreams. Who says, fuck yeah, you can do that. And you will want to do the exact same thing for them. Because you want each person to feel the most powerful and individual as they possibly can. 
And if you started to make them feel bad, you would say, I don't think I should be with you because I'm hurting you. Like that is what that feeling is like. It's so um, selfless, you know. It's not about unhealth. It's about promoting each other's health. It feels so good to lose that fear and that addiction to a relationship just because it means you get you get yourself back you get your focus back you get your ability to just function like a normal person all that stuff is like I don't take it for granted at all so you get so much time and energy back so that is the dream and the goal you're working toward and you can absolutely have it because when you are in the right relationship things are simple it's easier because it's literally working better it's not all on you to solve this a lot of it comes down to when you're in a healthy relationship and you've chosen the right kind of partner you know it just works it's like when you get a good job the inner gears and the pulleys matter so know that you don't control the world or others and it's not on you to fix everything that is broken and that is a blessing so don't jump to anything in the future let's just get super into this idea of you being super confident and full of love and inspiration to be an awesome individual you and with that i send you my love and smile